Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zomrom-Coms Shaun of the Dead, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Joining us from another uh, Movies by Minute podcast, Batman at 89. Oh, I was waiting for you, Niall. Oh, (laughs) yes. uh, Hello, I'm Niall McGowan from Batman at 89. Yes, and I am obviously the the biggest gentleman out of the two, because I was being polite. I am John Parker, uh, astonishingly also of Batman 89. Welcome, guys. One of us had to be rude, John. It could have just been an hour of silence of the two of us standing off here. (laughs) It's really the most British thing that could have happened. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, after you, after you. Uh, But uh, yeah, today we are taking a bite out of minute 33, which begins with Ed shouting, get him. And ends with uh, the newscast reporter saying, by removing the head or destroying the brain. Oh, yeah. The newscast. <laughs> Jeremy Thompson, I think, you'll, of Sky News. As, uh, oh, yeah. as I think it'll be recognize that guy a mile away. So, uh, oh, okay. so this, oh, cool. this is like yeah. a real guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, oh, well, we'll get to him when we get to him. But oh, he's been, he's, you know, he was one of the main presenters on Sky News for years. Mm-hmm. And then he's oh. retired since, and he's been in like a, a couple of other films, like as Jeremy Thompson, obviously. <laughs> Interesting. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it, it, it it's like, crazy. Is he like the um, the Larry King of, uh, you know, because like Larry <laughs> King is always in like tons of movies. Like he seems to be like the, or he was for a while the go to. Is he more like, of like American a Brian movie? Williams, like Dan Rather, like just like a newsman? Yeah, yeah I think I think he's just a general anchorman. Like he's not. He wouldn't Ooh. have the like the. You know his own but, show or anything like Larry King. He's he's just like, mm-hmm. you know, you turn it on at six p.m. You might get him. You might get one of many other yeah. like. Who do you, who oh, do you think meant, you are with Jeremy Thompson? I I just meant in terms of like the fact that this is the go-to like Hollywood uh, British news guy, like like Larry King is. Oh, right, right. Uh, I don't know, but I would say like uh, again, nowhere near as big as as Larry King. Because, like, even, uh-huh. like, we over here know who Larry King is, even though I've never seen his show, but I know who <laughs> yeah, he is. Never yeah. seen it. Mm. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think, like, oh, there must be someone who's bigger who's been on American TV things, but I can't actually think now. It's like, no, You know, no, no. What, what's, what's weird is when I when I went to go see the the movie live this past uh, this past year, I, uh, this guy, I mean, he, uh, the, the, the Anchorman character, I mean, he's a real person, but he, he quiet, he very, he always steals the show a little bit. <laughs> when he like just I, I, I don't know I, I it's hard to verbalize why it's funny, but I, I, I guess it is just like weird that it, he is directly talking to them mm. and mm. 
and and I guess for like a UK audience, the fact that it is like a, a well known, well trusted voice and face would be like kind of all the oh, bizarre. Yeah. Well, I think you would get a lot more of that later on because like at, at the end when like everything's sort of resolved and you get the sort of montage of different TV channels right, and every yeah. like every person is like, oh, there's Vernon Kay, oh, there's Trisha. Like it's all it's all <laughs> these like kind of British staples of the early two thousands. Are like, oh yeah, they were on TV. This is this is what you would have seen. Like, these would have yeah. been the people covering it, so... This is more for Niall. Remember Vernon Kay? He was a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't see him anymore. I think he, I think he went on the... Because um, he used to be kind of like a cool, hip presenter, as you'll see with his incredibly early 2000s trendy haircut. <laughs> but uh, at the last I saw of him, I think he was hosting, like, Family Fortunes, or his Family Feud, as you'd call it in America, yeah. which is just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, he's... It's really like... That's pretty much seeing like the rebellious teenager turn into his dad. Like he's gone from like, oh, he's going on TV wearing trainers and a cool haircut, and then he's like in a real side comb thing mm. with a nice suit, and he's like, hello and welcome to Family Fortunes. It's like, oh, like man. Triple H. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's the perfect. Uh, Although he's, I think Triple H still has more like attitude about him. Like oh, Vernon okay, Kay, wow, okay. he, he's been completely neutered altogether <laughs> now. No matter. With like, regards to Jeremy Thompson, though. Um, I know we're jumping quite ahead here. We'll have to go back. But I, I was reading in preparation for this. I, I saw an interview with him specifically related to Shaun of the Dead. And he was saying how uh, kids these days know him from his movie cameos. They don't actually know him as a newsreader anymore already. He, uh, he's not long since retired. But yeah. apparently, yeah, kids oh, yeah. to him. Oh, you're in Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> I remember being really weirded out when I, I found out that Mr. T was a, a real person. <laughs> yeah, not a character. I was like, "Wow, what a weird running joke pop culture had in the seventies and eighties, where, where the, we all like had license over the." Oh my god! Mm. <laughs> the, like I, I saw him like on Oprah or something, and I'm like, "Wow, that's a he's he, committed." He was he, like, he was like a real life wrestling persona, like mm, yeah, like Mr. T was very strange because yeah, it was like he was he watched wrestling. It was like I like what they're doing. I don't like this business of fighting people in a ring, but I like everything else. So I'm just going to take that. I'm going to turn it into my real persona and I'm going to build a career. And somehow that worked. That's yeah. genius. It's, it's deep. It's very American. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much just got like, because he is completely the one persona all the time as well. It's like, you forget mm-hmm. that like, Oh, the a team it's, is B.A. Baracus, but it's like, you might as well just have called him Mr. T, because like, no one, yeah. people barely remember, like, oh yeah, B.A., it's one, like, oh yeah, Mr. T's character. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah it's not, not it, a character, he is just Mr. T in it. There's no, there's no dividing yeah. line between that persona and his real life persona. Yeah, right. I feel like, I feel like America in particular, I feel like is too media savvy these days for that someone to get away with that, but it is like, a, I would be, that'd be, that'd be an interesting podcast, just like Mr. T reflected yeah. <laughs> just like how did this work why did this happen like, <laughs> that would be fascinating I would, I would read that book <laughs> although you say it's very American what, what we just missed the start of here I'm sure you've uh, just discussed is one of the most British things ever because it, <laughs> it, the, the line that's just cut off is where he goes he's got an arm off yeah. it's just like the very English way of describing it like oh god <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we talked about that in yesterday's minute, and it's it's a line that uh, I think Nick and I both uh, just love to pieces because it's so 
it's such a polite way. It's like a polite yet dismissive way of saying that he's missing an arm. And just it, it, it being off screen makes it funnier because it just feels like such a throwaway. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of, uh, I, I, I actually think it probably potentially would have been like a little nod to uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail because it has the, you know, oh, you know fighting the Black Knight yeah. and it's like, oh, it is but a scratch. Like, Scratch your arms off, you know. It's just like the. Uh, yeah. It seems like, uh, you know, but the thing is, it is such a common way of saying things over here yeah. that it would be like, oh yeah, that's just a weird coincidence. It's completely unintentional. <laughs> totally. Yeah, because yeah. I was, I was gonna say they have an, another, they have an unintentional like callback to Ghostbusters here as well because because <laughs> of Ed saying get him, um, which <laughs> oh, yeah. reminds me of Ghostbusters. So, uh, and yeah, so I mean, going back to the beginning of this minute. Um, these two guys are the worst at throwing things, uh, as we'll <laughs> yeah. as we'll discover throughout this week. They are just really terrible. They're, they're just at, rolling threes. Yeah, oh, I I feel them. This is me. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I can't throw anything. We don't really. They're also just not picking good things. Right. Yeah. Not only are they bad at throwing them, they're bad at choosing the things. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm... I mean, no, if this was me, as I say, like I, I see this as being very realistic. Because if I was panicking. <laughs> I'd do the same thing. If a zombie walked in, I'd just be like, it'd be like when a spider crawls across the floor. I just, yeah. I freak out. I throw things at it. Like, oh, no, go. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. Just get anything, anything nearby. Mm. I think I, uh. I, I would go with the opposite tack, though. Like, they're throw things at it. I, I, you know, I'm so inbuilt in my own head that I know that I'm a terrible shot. So I know I'm not going to hit this thing. So my immediate thing would be to try to find, like, a broom or something. It's like, oh, if you're, I can at least hit it from a distance. Yeah. If I had something long enough, but yeah. then if I didn't, it'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm out. I'm just, I'm walking, I'm running out the door. I'm not even going to stand and try to let it get closer to me, which is, uh, and then particularly, yeah, as you say, like these guys, the things they're throwing are, are just terrible. Like it's, it's yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it's sheer panic. It's just like, whatever's to hand. But even then, when they go out and like they have an organized basket of things, it's like this is the best stuff you could find to throw at this thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, hold on, hold on. We let's not let's not jump ahead to the laundry yeah, basket. Yeah. Oh yeah. Calm <laughs> down. <laughs> um, when they get to the pub, and then and let me tell you, I got some notes on that. <laughs> there's a, um, there's a moment where Sean throws like a pillow and kind of like gets him on the head. He does his little victory jump. Yeah. So they throw they a pizza that. box at him. A yeah, pizza box. Pizza. What is that going to do? <laughs> I'd, uh, you never know. Could be allergic to pizza. Yeah. I will add as well that because uh, you can see the um, the brand of lager we've got here, Carling. And I've actually got a uh. Carling open with me because I had I had a few cans of it to hand. I was like, I better to get into the spirit <laughs> of, of uh, Cornetto Minute. I'll crack open a Carling. And uh, oh, that's a I feel for you. That's a shame that you're drinking Carling. Yeah, they they are it's, <laughs> it's not a, a particularly good drink. It was just a, it was it was bought for uh you know party purposes of like when you just need a lot of stuff <laughs> and it was cheap. Oh, is this mm. like I guess this is your uh your natty light, uh your Coors your light or whatever. Absolutely like, ribbon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Perhaps your probably, PBR. <laughs> that's probably why they've got it there in the house to be perfectly honest it's the same deal yeah, like, yeah. He, he just wanted a lot of drink cheap yeah but this, right. this was Drinking like all day isn't it? this was like literally 18 cans of this for 10 pound and it's like well, oh yeah okay I yeah that's definitely 
That's mm. that's the PBR or the 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 Milwaukee's best or the Natty Light or <laughs> yeah. See, like we we briefly in my hometown had Milwaukee's best, and I thought it was the greatest thing ever because it was like all oh, this cool American drinks come over, and the cans <laughs> are really small and stuff. And I was sitting. I had a them. friend. I had a friend whose dad watered his lawn with M- Milwaukee's best. <laughs> <laughs> that so, says it all. Yeah, out of spite. Uh, I, I don't know if it's out of spite. This. He he claimed that it did something good. Oh, to the okay, okay. Rats. So he wasn't just making a point. No, no. <laughs> but but the point was that he needed beer, and so he chose like purposefully the cheapest, worst beer that he could get, and that was Milwaukee's best. So that's what he watered his lawn with. <laughs> See, I, I was at, at the time like they only had it for a brief period, but it seemed like because. You know, growing up in, in Ireland, like this uh, something coming over called Milwaukee's Best is like, oh my god, it sounds so cool. Like anything <laughs> just sounded American. It was like it was instantly better. And plus, you're just like, oh, you know, take it as a uh, face value from Alice Cooper. Like, oh, Milwaukee, it means it's, it's Algonquin for Milwaukee, which means the good land. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's how cool this beer is. And then, that's uh, incredible. <laughs> but, but now you tell me this is like, oh well. I guess I probably shouldn't have been so pleased when I got that stuff. <laughs> Ruined your whole outlook on life, I think. Oh, I oh, actually sorry. turned that oh, into no. a, a thing one time. I think I put up a, a Facebook post and I successfully tricked my brother for months where I, said, I actually put up that um, little known fact that uh, Beyonce, her actual name is pronounced uh, Beyonce, which is Algonquin <laughs> for the good land. And like months later, he was like, "Did you know that uh, Beyonce's name is actually pronounced like this?" I was like, "No, you idiot! I wrote that, taking the piss." <laughs> and so then let's get started. Yeah, that's and then amazing. he the most tragic part of that story is that he admitted to me that he doesn't like Wayne's World, so that's why he didn't get the joke. And I was just like, "Oh, well, oh. oh. the family was forever severed." And after that, so that's yeah. a, that's fair i think yeah, I think yeah. that's fair <laughs> i haven't spoken to him in seven um, years so <laughs> going back to what nick was saying about uh about sean's little victory leap i actually i actually saw it more as like a dodgeball maneuver you know because oh, okay. yeah, the pillow is like coming back at him uh because it bounces oh, off that's... the zombie and he's like jumping to avoid it like you would avoid a dodgeball you know i did it just to me it looks like a little like yeah <laughs> right we're doing it like they're just getting lost in the moment yeah yeah i'm with nick i, I that's how i saw it I, I saw him kind of like a, a very cute going yeah got him <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then he, does, he does kind of pump his arm a little bit so that makes sense <laughs> yeah. you know that th- this happens though i i don't know if it's specific to to our gender but like you know like when some normally when like when we're camping or just, you know, whenever, like, the rules of society are alleviated and we just kind of get to become animals for, like, a few seconds, <laughs> it's always, like, a little cathartic. Mm. It's like, so, oh, you're, yeah, so you're just... advocating for the purge, then? That's what... That's what's... <laughs> yeah, just, like, once a year. <laughs> you know, decrease the surplus population. <laughs> uh, I could yeah. well see these two guys... Not not in that way, but having a pillow fight, you know. Oh my god! When they're, when they're drunk. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. They the cushions. They for sure. Yeah. See, I thought I thought I thought you were gonna go another way. I thought you were gonna say I could totally picture these guys in the purge, and now I just want that movie. <laughs> um, oh, that needs to and happen. It's the purge. <laughs> yeah, we've oh. forgotten again. <laughs> Crossover coming soon. Oh man, that'd where's, be great. Okay, so like, where's the worst place in London you could? Just have like a brain 
like lightning like oh my god it's purge night like i have to get home like <laughs> i'm most, thinking most I'm, I'm thinking yeah <laughs> like if i was like in if i was like in in griffith park on and i just realized it was purge night in la i'd be like well i'm dead mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, 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 I've, just, I've had that just on like i've spent a night in london just myself i had to walk down mm-hmm. i had to try to find the hostel i was in i couldn't remember where it was and this was before yeah. i could just like had a handy you know smartphone to be able to take out and check oh yeah and uh it was literally like walking down these like completely dark streets with a, like the street light lamps and everything were were broken and you just had this vibe oh. you, you know go walking down with my keys in my hand like separated <laughs> you know so each key was poking up between my fingers just in case yeah i had to swing mm-hmm. for someone and it really was a vibe of like this is it this is this, this is i'm going to die here <laughs> like this is, there's no way i know london i know the reputation this is it. Like I'm screwed, and thankfully nothing yeah. actually happened. So, uh, cool. yeah, and that, we're very grateful. But yeah, it, it is it is interesting just to see these two very calm, you know, have a sit down lads just losing it and kind of getting lost <laughs> in it. And Ed kind of quote takes it too far, but I guess does kind of save the day. Mm. I this this ashtray head smash I think is absolutely brutal. Yeah. Oh yeah, it always oh, gets such a yeah. great reaction in a crowd. Uh. Just the, I mean, because it looks so heavy, like just heavy. Yeah. And the sound, glass. the thunk you hear when it sinks in. Oh, man. Really good sound design in this movie. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I have to say, like, uh, one of my favorite sound effects in it is the when they're throwing the thing and the, the floppy sound of, like, the magazine. Because it just sounds like, yeah, when you, when you drop the magazine or something. But you just see, uh-huh. you, yeah. you see it fly, you just hear that, <laughs> that kind of weird thing. <laughs> That's well, familiar I, sound. It's like, what? And, what, and I have to it, say, uh, missed, missed opportunity. Uh, I noticed that when they went to go grab, when they grabbed the PlayStation controller to throw it, Sean grabs it. It's it's wrapped up, which, I mean, you know, I, I assume I assume that Ed didn't do that. I assume that uh, <laughs> that he left it plugged in, and and and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and Pete came home and was like, "Oh God damn it!" And just oh, remember that? <laughs> remember <laughs> unplugging remember and wrapping the controller? Yeah, yeah, oh, and then just oh. unplugged it and wound it up and just slapped it angrily on the on the coffee table. But they throw it. I I feel like it's a missed opportunity. I wish it hadn't been wound up because I would have loved to have seen them throw the controller and just seen the cable just go. <laughs> like behind yeah. it, you know. I was imagining that you could have tail. done like, if they had thought well ahead. You could have done a an old like like untangled it and then sort of swished it around in a in a kind of whip fashion or like uh, well, like a, they, a but bike they chain they do something. that, but but they do that later with the with the the ball and the um oh what is that thing called the uh, oh oh the tether ball yeah the tether ball they oh that's that right yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah i would argue though that the playstation controller would be even more effective than that because of it's solid and it's like plastic oh yeah and if oh you... i mean that's the that's the joke with the tether ball thing is, is that, that it's it's the worst yeah it's the yeah. worst yeah <laughs> Um, uh, but but uh, yeah, it does but, it does take the air out of that joke if he if he did that earlier with the PlayStation controller. Mm-hmm. I think. But going back but going back to Ed's uh, Ed's ashtray kill, I I think it, it it works for just a multitude of reasons. Everything that we were talking about before about like the sound design, but it's also like super in character. Like mm-hmm. that that's a move of someone who's like been in a in a in a, in a pub brawl. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I was going to say that's a pub fight tactic. That is mm. smashing right in the head with whatever's to hand, which. Would oh, back man. when in the old days would have been an ashtray. Mm. 
Uh, how many, how many people now. has Ed killed in his life? Because <laughs> I'm <laughs> starting to have dude. questions, to be honest. Yeah, you look on, you look, you look at him after when uh, you know the come down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love how long <laughs> that takes. The look He's just panting, <laughs> just looking down at it. Mm. Yeah, well, because we talked about uh, we talked about earlier this week the moment with with Mary when when Sean pushes Mary onto the pipe. And she gets impaled. Sean's look is like, oh, my God, I just killed someone. And Ed's expression is more like going like, Shame. well, well, looks like we're <laughs> going to have to bury another person. Like, it just. Done that plenty of times. Yeah. yeah. Is, oh, well, uh, I'm burying someone today. Oh, well. You know, not to get too spoilery, but it, it, it is a shame what ends up happening to Ed because he really could have thrived in a, <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a zombie wasteland scenario. He could have easily been like the Danny McBride mm, mm. and like yeah. got a gang together. It's kind yeah. of, this is kind of a prelude to, to Nick Frost and World's End a little bit. A little bit. And how hard that guy mm. throws down. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's this is deal. very much, this does feel like an Andy, uh, an Andy Knightley kind of move. This uh, this like p- staring down and panting and just like totally, you know, kind of like hulking out a little. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not fat; it's power. Yeah, <laughs> feels like <laughs> as he said in Paul, right? Oh, feels like people, feels like an Andy Knightley thing. I think people would actually have a a tough time with this now because a lot of people don't smoke, and when they do, everyone right now they're all vaping. You know, so he wouldn't. He wouldn't necessarily have an ashtray to hand now. He'd yeah, be stumped. Right. So what would he do? Hit him with his. You know, not to get n- not not to get too personal, <laughs> but I actually I actually happen to own a own a, an ashtray that is just an old fashioned glass ashtray, mm. and uh, I kind of gave it a loving look when I when I watched this minute the first. Time. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, I'm trying oh, to think of like you. you're going to go into. Uh... Because like it's like some kind of crossover with the Mogwai Minute guys. It's like oh, was it like the Pelzer smokeless ashtray? Like, is that what you had? It's like, oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, th- I think normally ashtrays are like empty cans or just whatever you have yeah that's kind yeah. of what i i see used most as ashtrays it's weird mm-hmm. though because i think it was literally within like maybe three years when the the smoking ban in pubs came in like after this film oh, so it seems like literally okay. within mm-hmm. like the next five years like their whole plan of like well we need to go to this pub so because he needs somewhere that's safe and where Ed can smoke. Somewhere I can smoke. Yeah. It's just like, oh, that wouldn't yeah. be the case anymore. It'd be like, well, you're not allowed, you're not going to be allowed to smoke in the pub. So you might as well <laughs> find somewhere else. Yeah. Wow. So, so even, so even watching at the beginning where Ed is and Shot are smoking while like commiserating over the breakup, like that in itself is kind of, a, it dates the movie in a very Yeah. And way. It's weird because I'm, I'm not a smoker, but I'm actually, I kind of miss the smoking in pubs because what's happened now is, Everyone you know who is a smoker, every ten minutes they get they leave the conversation to go smoke outside. Oh yeah, and so pause the movie. For yeah, us. and a lot of the time because there's a few of them, they'll go out together, and then all of a sudden they'll decide to have like five cigarettes because they're having a good time talking outside, and you're still waiting for people to come yeah. back. And then oh right, yeah, yeah. And if not, then if, I, you, I if work- you come around to their house and they're like, oh, will you go outside to smoke with me. You have to go out and smoke in this freezing cold, or not, not to not smoke, <laughs> and watch them smoking while you're, you're absolutely freezing. So it's the the, the smoking, but like, it, it, so many things they didn't consider before that that went into action. I, right. I wonder if they knew then what we know now, would they still have? <laughs> would they still how have how awkward it would make things? <laughs> it, it sounds like around the time that you guys had the smoking ban in pubs, we got the smoking ban in restaurants. We used to have re- restaurant sections that were like 
for smokers yeah, in America. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah. They would ask and you they, what smoking or non-smoking. Right. They, but now they don't they don't do that because they realize how stupid that was because there's <laughs> literally no space like blocking the two from each other. Like usually they're just like the right side or left side of the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just gotta go to a waffle house. Yeah. But but uh they they did away with that. Around the same time, it sounds like it happened uh, to you guys with the pubs. But what's weird is that you can still smoke in our bars. Mm. Oh, 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 that's weird. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that. yeah. All of our bars, like you can, like you can smoke it up. Like all the, like I mean, it's yeah. I mean, you just like you, you, you waft your way into like a bar in America. <laughs> like it's just smoke everywhere. Is it still a thing? Well, I reckon the smoking ban came in because of this film. Because you can see how deadly the ashtray is. <laughs> Clearly, that was the uh, inspiration for the legislation. It's still yeah. a thing. I, I've never been on a plane where you can. I know there are planes that have the smoking sections. Which seems like a oh, see that feels like Mad Men to me. Yeah, that, yeah, that no, that's like... that's. I don't think that's true anymore. Yeah, it's kind of thick. It's like I've not been like I've been to you know a couple of like three. My longest plane journey might have been like three hours at the most, and it was being a very uh-huh. small little plane. So maybe I was like, oh well, maybe it's, a, it's for big transatlantic flights or something like that. They'll still have a smoking section, but yeah, no, I you think know, I think people who smoke don't travel a lot for that exact reason like i i've had friends who smoke that i was like okay so we were gonna go we're gonna like take a trip to florida or something it was like yeah uh can we drive and i'm like why <laughs> are you kidding me why oh, so, I can stick drive? My little, so i can stick my little fucking cigarette out the window so i can you know because i yeah, need can, it in my brain yeah, instead, instead of instead of instead of not smoking for three hours can we drive for a full day <laughs> jesus just chew some damn gum get on i know <laughs> i know but it was, I, I, uh, I, I do like some of the the little minutia background detail here. I really appreciate that they put the socks on the radiator. That is, is like yep. I love that detail. I don't think I've ever noticed it until today. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Oh my god! But this is like, yep, it's, that's that's just a, if you go into anyone's house, it, particularly in England, but I imagine anywhere in the world, yeah, you'll get the the stuff on the radiators all over the place. So it's one, of the, but you don't see it in films that often. So it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a nice detail to to consider to put that. That in. just. Is that just so like your socks are warm when you put them on, or where? it's just to actually dry them? It's just like when you get them out of the wash yeah, machine, you yeah. put them on the radiators and it dries them quickly. Oh, yeah. Although I've actually got um, a clothes horse now, and this is like this was my first. I knew I was becoming an adult because someone got me this for my birthday. It was a clothes <laughs> horse that you plug in and it heats up. And the fact that it's like they oh. not not just the fact that they bought that to me as a present, but the fact that I was like, oh my god, this is the greatest present ever. Which is just like, holy <laughs> crap, I'm old. I'm becoming an old man. Uh, so, yeah, so there we get this, uh, we, you know, we get the, the joke of just like, Sean not, I mean, Sean cannot handle what just happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again, very theatrical. Yeah. yeah. Hands on head, hands over mouth. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's. It's great. It's it's great it's, it's interesting. I I almost wanna I almost wanna you know watch uh, these Edgar Wright movies and and like with an eye toward like I don't I don't know that I could focus on this every time we do an episode of this, but I I don't want to like do like a watch through and and try and figure out um, if you're looking at like the layers of a shot, if the people in the back are acting bigger than the people in the front. It's certainly the case here because mm. we have like. We have Ed's like subtle panting, and then in the background, like like Sean is you know a cartoon character, and I'm just wondering if that's like a way to 
because um, you know when you're when you're uh, if you, if anyone is acted for the stage, you know you have to sort of like act bigger than you would normally because you have to be like putting across your performance for the people like in the cheap seats. Mm. You got to play um, for the back row, right? But then when you're on camera, you play everything much much smaller because it it picks up like every little detail of your performance. And so I almost wonder if this is sort of like. You know, if this is a thing in Edgar Wright's films where he has people sort of acting for the screen in the foreground, whereas like in the background, he tells people to act more like they're on a stage Mm. um, just to sort of like equal out the performances a little bit. You know, you know what that makes me think of is uh, is Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Where there's so many group shots of that of just like, let's just get six, seven actors in the frame. But like it somehow feels like they're all in a paint, like they're all in like in a panel of a Brian Lee O'Malley book, mm. right? Like, like you could you could just watch what uh, you know K- Kieran Culkin is doing or what Allison Pill is doing, and like you can get your own little laugh out of it. With regards to Sean here in the back, mm-hmm. aghast, shall I say? Yeah. Like I, at first when I was watching it, you know, meticulously, I thought. Oh yeah, he's he's acting over the top. That's that's cool. Look at you know his funny reaction. And then I also thought to myself, no, wait a minute. That again, that would be me. It, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to believe what had just happened. Oh yeah, he's lost his <laughs> mind. Yeah, yeah. Like how can this movie be kind of both over the top and true to life all at once? That's genius. <laughs> it's because it, 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 it because so it it, it looks over the top, but it feels right. That's mm. that's the trick. Like it feels emotionally true. And I think that's what connects um everyone who watches Edgar Wright movies and and feels connected to them. I think that's what they're connecting to is like it feels very honest even though it is very heightened, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. 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 And it, it uh, yeah, they bring it and they bring it back to, weirdly. It's like cooking, but yeah, you you have to you have to have counteraction. You have to have balance. Like you can't have crazy stuff happening and everyone's acting crazy, which I feel right. like is such an easy mistake to make in comedies. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, well, of course the people have to be, have to be big, super goofy babies because it's a comedy, mm. but oh, I hate that. Yeah. Most of yeah. They really do that with, um, when the, when the Lego Batman film came out, cause uh, I noted like you, you watch it cause it's Lego movie. It's cr- visually, it's absolutely crazy. But it's actually mm. the voice acting is very, very straight. Like it's, you know, Zach Galifianakis doing the Joker, but he just kind of sounds like Zach Galifianakis. Like he's not doing <laughs> yeah, it's actually yeah. a very grounded Joker. Yeah, but it's just, right. I think people said like, oh, that's because there's so much craziness going on visually. If you gave him a weird voice as well, it'd be overkill. So you have to sort of just let the visuals do their thing and then play the vocals, you know, straight as it were. Like not you know right. boring, mm. but like it's you know tone them. It's down. a really interesting. It's a really interesting balance, like figuring out the tone of your comedy. I think that's why I I find making comedy so interesting as far far as that because you know when they find an identity, I just it's really interesting um, because I you know there are like some shows you look at Arrested Development and Arrested Development everyone plays everything very small and and you know just like the performances are very small and the and the uh, the mockumentary style gives it that sort of realistic vibe, but then you have just the most crazy bananas things happening mm. in the show. <laughs> and that's where you get that sort of balance. I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting where that balance comes from of like 
how you figure out what works and why with your cast and with your you know, the writer's sense of humor or whatever. Yeah. I actually mm-hmm. noticed it uh, just the other night. What's the film, I think we, I, you mentioned that you liked quite recently, Scott, was, uh, was re-watching uh, Josie and the Pussycats. And that's a mm-hmm. real, you know, big, brash, bright, cartoony, fourth wall breaking kind of thing. And like Alan Cumming is doing a full-on pantomime villain kind of performance in it. But at the same time, like the bat, well, you know, Tara Reid's acting really goofy and stuff, but like... Rachel Lee Cook, Cook is like the you know the main character. Her whole performance, you just watch it. It's like she's really subtling this down. Like it's very everything around her is crazy yeah. colorful, but she's just like this is like a very little intimate performance she's giving. Whereas it's just like this is like a real person amidst all this absolute insanity, which is a uh, uh-huh. yeah. So it's good. I think maybe it is a, a tried and true method of eh, that's how you that's how you do these things. Yeah, we're onto something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so we punctuate this. This panting with uh, with Sean saying he's gonna go shut the front door. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you guys have mentioned it already, but like I've been trying. To, you have any idea what this poster is in the background? Because I've it looks like something like anime esque, but I can't decipher what it is. Uh, well, most of the posters and flyers on the on the uh, walls have been uh, gig posters. Yeah. For um, uh, we we presume that uh, most of them are. Uh, DJing gigs that uh, Sean had when he was a DJ and ah. they just got him up on the wall. But that one in particular, I don't know. That one feels like it maybe belongs to Pete. Like Pete like trying to class up the place with some artwork or something instead of all these <laughs> gig posters. Because that doesn't look like a gig poster. That just looks like, like you said, like a piece of um, you know, vaguely Japanese-inspired or Chinese-inspired artwork. Mm, mm. So, it looks like a sick ass gig poster, though, if it is. Yeah, yeah, if it is a gig oh, poster, yeah. for sure. Well, one of the ones you get a, a you... good close up of here is uh, beside the window, as you know, the uh, the two zombies trying to break in. You get this uh, carnival extract one, and I was just like, this yeah. must be like an album or a band name or something, and no results came up. But there's clearly, yeah, I went all over the net yeah. for that. <laughs> Damn it, we did the same yeah. thing. <laughs> there was nothing. But it's just like it looks like there was a lot of effort put into whatever it is. <laughs> so it's like that's you know. Um, yeah, but but Sean is the sort to put his old DJing gig posters up. I think like he's kind of re- <laughs> sure. reliving past glories every time he walks into the living room. Like, oh, that was a good night, you know, fifteen years ago. <laughs> yeah, well, and I and I think I think any time that he's thought about taking them down, Ed talks him into keeping them up because I think Ed kind of likes them too. Because mm. uh, oh it, yeah. yeah, it reminds him of like all those good times that he had, like going to Sean's gigs with him. You know. I think it's a, as I learned, you know, going into my late twenties, how you keep these things up but make them look a little bit classy is that you, you just frame them, like you, yeah, you do that to everything. Yeah, if you put that in the yeah. frame, little people will be like, oh, yes, that's quite. It, it looks a lot more sophisticated now. But if it's just a poster, <laughs> it, it just looks like a poster. But you frame it, people will be like, oh, that's, that's yeah. very nice. It's nice. I have always, all of my apartments have always been filled with movie posters, and I could, I knew the moment that I had grown up was when I started framing them. Like that was. <laughs> Like suddenly I was like, oh, it's like a real person lives here and not <laughs> Ooh, la, la. not like a kid. Mm, yeah. Mm. It was really good. Um, this line, did you see his head go? 
<laughs> yeah. It's it's funny, but it's also a little alarming. Yeah, it's really dark. <laughs> uh, a little alarming. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> that he's already been able to emotionally distance himself enough. Yeah. It's like he's been thing. waiting for this his entire life. Um, <laughs> well, he has. He's been he's been training on that PlayStation every day for this moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's got. He's also. I. You know. Nick Frost's. Um. Nick Frost. Ed definitely has a little more than a little bit uh, of Gary King in him. Mm. Uh, he's got that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like just that punk rock about him. Yeah, and just and and just like instantly embracing the end of the world <laughs> just like not just embracing but thriving in it yeah well you know it, it's so crazy because what it means is like all of the values that he never thought were important are now unimportant yeah yeah to everyone he was right yeah. all along <laughs> yeah like it's like best it's kind of best case scenario for some people where it's like oh cool not having an education or a job or being empathetic like none of that matters anymore. Great, <laughs> yeah. I thought because even he I mean, gets a little line of dialogue that slips completely into yeah. You know, for the the, the the most part, you know, the dialogue so far has all been quite realistic, but he slips into a full on kind of action movie thing. I'm like, oh, come mm-hmm. on, we can take him, and it's like no one says that in <laughs> yeah. real life, particularly so soon into a thing that you're just like, oh, apparently <laughs> this is happening, and then someone instantly would go yeah. into like, we yeah. can go over and kick all their asses. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, there's, like, and, again, and there's plenty he's right. Of, yeah, he's got he's got some bloodlust in him mm-hmm. right now. Although I love I love Sean's approach is completely the opposite because he he replies with the man says to stay indoors. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's the very man. sensible. <laughs> the man. The man. <laughs> and then and then like the great response to that, you know, well, can I swear on your show? I suppose. I yeah, can. yeah, we, yeah. We've you been can. doing it. You know, yeah, because of course he goes, you know, fuck the man, <laughs> right? Which I thought was the that was kind of like his love of maybe song lyrics creeping yeah. in there. He's like, yeah, yeah, oh, fuck yeah. the man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. Um, and I do. I love the broken window. Like as long as we're in here, we're safe. They're out there, we're safe. And like they break through the window, and that's the that's <laughs> so how much. we. That's how we sort of get them outside, like get them active. Because, yeah, I mean, Sean's not wrong. Like, why would they go out there and put themselves into jeopardy, mm. right? And mm. and so the movie answers that question by having them break in through the window. And it's like, oh, okay, well, now we have to go out there. It's, yeah, it's not the most secure house. So I, I no. think it's a, good, it's a good plan to at least have an alternate idea in mind. <laughs> Maybe he's being a bit too aggressive, but they, they, they need to move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Absolutely. But, the, um, but then you do, we, we get back to who we're talking about way back in the beginning. You finally get a little bit of uh, Jeremy Thompson takes the frame here. But because uh, uh-huh. yeah, as I said, like Jeremy Thompson, he's popped up in several other films. But uh, this, this is about the best of them, to be fair, because <laughs> uh, other films yes. he's been in include Volcano, the uh, Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> Anne Hesch film that I remember... I remember seeing that in the cinema at 10 years old and been like genuinely like genuinely upset when the volcano kept coming because not because I was worried for the characters, but just because it was like this film's not going to end for like another. It's going to take them like another 20 <laughs> yeah. minutes to stop the volcano again. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's terrible, terrible <laughs> piece of work. Uh, but he's also in uh, Pixels. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's mm. a shame. And uh, <laughs> he's in the, uh, both Bourne's Ultimatum and Legacy. So oh. yeah, depending oh. on what you think of those, I think they're, they're kind of considered some of the, although that new one's supposed to be really terrible as well. So 
About to- so, so he retired really recently then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally within the last, like, mm. two years. Like, I think it was... Oh, okay. Mm. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's all I have for this minute. You guys have anything else? No, that's me. No, no, that's... Uh, no, I'm good. I mean, my only other thought was, imagine hearing him say that on the news. <laughs> oh, that's... You know, dis- kill, remove the head or destroy the brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, just crazy. Um... Yeah, so uh, that's that's all we got for today. Uh, in the meantime, go check out uh, moviesbyminutes.com and check out all the other Movies by Minute podcasts. Uh, Star Wars Minute is back. Uh, they've they're doing Revenge hey. of the Sith now, so that's that's a fun time. So go go check that out and check out, of course, uh, Niall and John over at uh, Batman in eighty nine. Why don't you guys tell people about that show? Take it away, Niall. I'm being polite. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, it's the same. Basic principle is this, but we're uh, analyzing the 1989 Tim Burton Batman film one minute at a time, and uh, we're quite a way a way in now. Like we're into the, the approaching the final quarter of the film, so it's exciting times. Yeah, and uh, well, we've had like a, a, a plethora of fantastic guests on as well. Scott's been on with us for a few minutes. I think his minutes just mm-hmm. so you've at least got to check those yeah, ones out. Yeah, Come on. his Come just on. aired last week, I believe. And um, yeah, we're just uh, we'll be we'll be going until. Our estimates are probably next March we'll be wrapping, it'll stop airing, and then Man. we'll go on hi- hiatus, and then we come back for Batman Returns, <laughs> and then... It is, yeah, is all of, is everything that you've got coming out, like, between January and March, is all of that take place in the tower? Because <laughs> it seems like it would. <laughs> I think a, a good chunk of it does, at least. Yeah, not, not yeah. all of it, but... That's all, that's, I think amount. that's... Um, yeah, I think it's in January when we start doing... The, the tower stuff because I know we've got uh, Chris coming on because he specified that he was one of the first people to ask for a guest spot and then he's like oh can I do the bit when they go up the, the stairs in the tower because he you know he plays keyboard so he was really into he wanted the organ on the you know playing the theme tune and I was like fine uh-huh. we won't be recording that until like January and this was last July and he was just kind of <laughs> like oh <laughs> it's like well you gotta, gotta just uh, take a seat for a while here man <laughs> but yeah i mean if you are interested you can find us all over the internet i mean just look up batman 89 we're on facebook twitter instagram we've got a tumblr that we never use you know all all of the above all right well uh that's that's that we'll be back for minute 34 tomorrow but in the meantime let's have a nice cold pint wait for all of this to blow over (laughs) 